0: I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Hey, welcome back. This is Jerry Durham and, uh, excited today have someone who looks about at least half my fucking age, but, um, (laughs) we met a while back and I've got to see him on his journey to being an employee and talking about thinking about wanting to do his own thing. So it's kind of cool. So, um, Welcome, Zach, and thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks, Drew. I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I, I think back to the time that, that we met, and and it's interesting to think back to that time because I think at that time I had just gotten out of school. I was with a new company, and I was like a couple weeks into PT. And you know, I was more focused on was, I'm gonna learn the skills of physical therapy. I'm gonna be the best rehab provider. I'm gonna to go to manual therapy. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my i am I'm gonna get my OCS. I'm gonna get my SCS. I'm gonna do all these things, and then I think three weeks into my time at this new company, right out of school, I go to uh, our company has you as the speaker, and uh, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna learn some stuff about PT today, and and this guy's sitting up there talking patient experience? How do you get patients to come and arrive and enjoy their time within your clinic? And you know, it's funny, it's because that that was really the, the start of the shift of my mindset, where I said, maybe the patient experience really is as important as the actual skills that I have within the clinic. Um, and that set me down this rabbit hole, because, you know, I always wanted to be a business owner, even when I first came out of school, I always knew that I was, I was going to own a physical therapy clinic. And, you know, I was trying to think about what makes the most successful physical therapy clinic owner. And, you know, a lot of people I think you see online, it's like, oh, it's the it's the way I do my mobilizations. It's the way I prescribe exercise. It's the way I it's the way I structure sessions. And then I started to realize as I went through my career in the early stages, I started to see PTs who do it all these different ways. There is physical therapists that specialized in in manual therapy at our clinic, there's physical therapists that never even touched a single person. There was, there was people that, you know, like specialized in, in one area of the body. There was, there was providers who like, like one of my mentors, she probably talked for 20% or 25% of her visit without even doing anything. And she was one of the highest rated PTs in our clinic. So I started to realize really quickly and early on in my, in my rehab journey, that maybe there was something to the fact that there was a lot of ways to get to the end goal as far as the skills go, but but there was really only a couple ways to make a successful customer experience. And, and I saw firsthand, a lot of physical therapists to have a ton of skills, but didn't have that like that 51, right? The, the soft skills of being able to talk to people, being able to make that, that therapeutic alliance. And then you, you look at all this research, you go, oh, wow, therapeutic alliance is like one of the top things that is predictive of of recovery and physical therapy. And so I started going deep into that. And that was kind of the foundation at which my company was built, um, was on customer experience. Now, it's not that we don't value highly skilled physical therapists that can deliver that value. But at the same time, the highest value that we have is is on the people and, and, uh, and the 51%, um, if you're familiar with Danny Meyer.
0: I love all that. I, I, like what, uh, I like your journey. I like what you shared in that understanding. And it's always funny. You always got to throw that caveat in at the end because I do too. And you did it unsolicited. It's not that we're not looking at skills. I, I tell people, look, the, the skills are a box to check, man. I'm sorry, they are. Yet, do you have the ability to communicate? Do you have the ability to manage someone, right, outside of the clinical part, right? Meaning, can you talk to someone? Can you share with someone um, in a manner that builds that alliance, I call it alliance, that you, uh, that you talked about? And that's what's going to take you over the top, because there's always great clinicians out there, right? And we all know, and you probably do too, I've been in this way a bit longer than you, but great clinicians who couldn't make a go of it started their own business. Well, geez. And I think that was one of my tipping points was meeting clinicians that told me they had a business, but they had to shut it down and go get a job. that was always so perplexing to me because it took me, took me a lot longer to figure out a, I wanted a business and B what the fuck I needed
1: to do. Um, Well, you start, you start to realize really quickly when you're, when you're running a business that, a lot more of what people care about is, is how you deliver what you're trying to deliver. And it's funny because I was just talking to one of our physical therapists that went to this course this past weekend. This course is $3,000 early bird, $3,000 for a two-day course in PT skills it's called Prescript. It's, uh, it's taught by a chiropractor. The number one thing I said, why was the course so good? You know what he said? He said, because the guy was like one of the funniest people he had ever seen. Dude, right. I said that has literally yeah. nothing Dude, to, do to do with that. this,
0: and that was the the guy skill. Reacting. It
1: was, yep. It was all about the experience that he had inside of this course learning. That's that. It just says it. It says it all to me. When 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 I hear therapists say stuff like that, and it, and then I talk to my business partner because you know we're looking at making some courses and building now some con ed stuff, and it's like I think number one, it's just how you deliver it. It actually doesn't matter what you deliver. And, and then that, I related that back to physical therapy. I said, that's, that's the same thing as in physical therapy. It actually, most of the time, doesn't matter that much what you deliver. It's how you deliver it to people that really, really matters.
0: Yeah. You know, um, you know, where I came to that, that understanding early on was reading reviews online. So when I opened my clinic, right? Yelp Yelp didn't exist when I opened my clinic. And Yelp came along and everybody wanted Yelp reviews. Like everybody wants Facebook reviews now and Google reviews. Mm -hmm. And so I would spend a lot of time reading the reviews and it hit me. I don't remember how long it took me. Again, I don't claim to have figured anything out on first pass, but after a while I went, "Hmm, a lot of these five-star reviews, if I handed these to random people on the street, they couldn't tell me if this person got better or not at their PT clinic. right, And that's when it really started to hit me was getting better. Check this out. I call getting better and expected. So everybody's selling the result. So I have a video. I have a YouTube video called quit selling the result. Because everybody mm-hmm. says, sell the outcome. I'm like, no, you don't sell the outcome because you can call 50 different clinics and everybody will tell you they can deliver that outcome. And it's expected. So all we have left is how they feel because, right, that's what the experience is. It's an emotional, it's how they feel. So deliver the results. Again, here we go. I'm not saying don't deliver results and I'm not saying, right, don't think about results. But if you deliver a good experience, a good emotional journey, create good connections, then the results plus the journey becomes, right, you can't beat it. That's what can't be replicated, by the way.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I, I read a lot of reviews for a long time too. And I think what I found too, is like even more to your point is if you read the review, besides the context clue, maybe someone saying clinic, most people would not even be able to tell what type of business that business was. You, know, you wouldn't even be able to say like, this is a physical therapy clinic. Cause like our, our most recent reviews have been like really clean environment. It's, it's fun. It's energetic. People are excited to work there. It's like, That could be anywhere. And I tell a lot of our PTs, like point blank, we're probably closer to being uh, servers at a restaurant than we are surgeons. You know what I'm saying? Like when someone comes into my clinic as a physical therapist, I take their order. I say, what's worked for you in the past, what hasn't worked for you in the past. And that gives me the two easiest things that I could possibly go down the road of is like, whatever you told me works, I'm going to do some of that. Whatever you told me does not work. I'm at least not going to do that in the very beginning, because that's the fastest way to lose you. And, and the number two thing that I'm never going to do, by the way, is like, if you say that something works, like you come in and you tell me that chiropractic or massage works, I'm never going to tell you no, that doesn't work. I couldn't have worked because of this condition. Cause then you've lost that person immediately. And so that's one of my, my big pet peeves is people trying to like prove that they're right on the first day, even though they have absolutely no idea what this person's been through in their journey and what they feel inside of themselves. And that's where that connection really matters is like trying to validate where they've been and where they've come from and like, what's helped them. But usually it's like, that, that's kind of like my basis is like, I'm taking orders like like a server. And basically what whatever you tell me, I'm gonna get you to that destination, that expected outcome. I'm gonna get it to you. I'm gonna get you there in the way that you want to be, to be there, not how I wanna force you into the box. So like all of the classes and all the con ed, and I've taken a ton of con ed, I've taken a ton of courses, ton of uh, um, training. All of that is just tools to fit into whatever someone's personal preferences to help them get to where they wanna go in the way they, they wanna get there because otherwise the, the outcome won't come and you'll have the, the client that's upset because that outcome was expected and they don't get to that outcome, now you've got a customer that's dissatisfied. Um, but by the way, at the same time, if you give them a very good experience, I've always found that if they've had a good experience through physical therapy, Even if they don't get the expected outcome, they still don't place blame on you because sometimes we're not going to get people better. It's just the, just the fact of being a physical therapist. But if someone really enjoys and likes you, they won't blame you for, for the lack of outcome.
0: I'll never forget. So I was answering the calls at the front desk. I'll never forget to this day, dude, the first call I got and got a referral. So he said, Oh, you know, great, Zach. How'd you hear about us? And they said a name and I was like, hmm, that name sounds familiar. And I was answering the phone. So I just went through it. I went back and looked up the name afterwards, right? I was going to send him a little card and I'm like, wait a minute. That dude never showed up. I uh, didn't, I'm sorry. Did not schedule. Sorry. I don't want to say it was a no show yeah. to your point of both sides of that. Right. And I, by the way, so I called him. You may have heard this story. I called him. I was like, why the hell? You know, I didn't take it personally, but I was so freaking, I was just so confused. Why the hell would someone send us a patient? If they'd never been here. And I called him, and um, it was cool. Because I'd talked to him like two or three weeks earlier and he didn't schedule. And I said, I don't remember his name, but it was like, Hey, Bob, this Jerry, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you sent over so-and-so. I said, uh, if you don't mind me asking, why'd you send him over? And I'll never forget this part. Right. It was, well, You guys were so helpful on the front end, even though I didn't even show up, that I figured you guys must have the best care in town. And I was like, there was dead air, I'm sure, for about a minute. And I went, thank you. And I appreciate the referral. And I hung up. Dude, that was a big tipping point. And then also getting reviews. Here, we're back to the reviews again. I got five-star reviews from people I knew didn't get better. Back to your point, right? So if we can manage this, and if we can, if we can manage this, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this from the clinical side, our skills, our techniques, our, our knowledge of the human body, while at the same time managing, let's call it the experience, then we're, we, we can't lose. We could never lose. I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. We'll never lose. And yeah. be, because, right, because of the example, you just said it because of the examples I just shared, how can you lose? If you have to send someone out after six visits and you own it and they own it, and because you, you were using your expertise, your DPT, along the lines of open communication and treating them like someone who should be communicated with, how can you lose? They're going to tell everybody, you should go see Zach at high def. My God, right? He couldn't help me, so he made sure I got to the right place. And everybody's like, wow, that sounds like a double win because either he can help me or he can't. And I'll get to the right place. I mean, I would love more of those people call my clinic. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that happens with us all the time. And, and, and I've started to realize that as well. And we just had, we had a review not too long ago where a woman called, we didn't take her insurance, but you know, we always tell people, don't, don't tell people we don't take your insurance. That, that sounds like you're dissing their, their insurance. We say, Hey, we're, we're out of network with your insurance. We'd love to work with you, but you know, here's the cost differential. We already, we always provide that cost differential up front. Here's what it costs in network. Here's what it costs that's out awesome, network. Yeah. And then the other thing that we try to do too, is like we say, um, you know, Hey, if you are at a network, that's not where we stop our customer service because you might have an aunt an uncle, a grandma, someone that, that might get be benefit from our physical therapy. So what I have my front desk do is Google their plan Find a physical therapy clinic that's in-network because if that's what they want to do, they want to go in-network with that person. I will call. I just had a guy text me the other day. He called me. He looked for an appointment on the weekend. Our front desk wasn't in. I answered the call. He said, hey, do you, do you uh, are you in-network with my insurance? You know, I, I like to go through your pitch where I say, you know, we're in-network we're in with most major insurances. Let me hear more about your problem. And, and unfortunately, he was something that we could have really helped with. We had an insurance that we were out of network with. So then I had him on the phone and I Googled a, a clinic for him. And I texted him the address with the phone number and sent him on his way. Because at the end of the day, like, first of all, we're in it to help people get better. And if we can't help them, I want to be able to find the person that can help them. And so I feel like as a profession, as a company, we are a shepherd for the for the profession of physical therapy. And so just like, you know, we wouldn't just turn away someone, uh, you know, that was in need. I, w- I want to help them find a good home. and, and like you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. I don't care if that person goes to another clinic around me. It doesn't matter. I couldn't help them. They need help. And you know, that person may send a referral and it's happened to us many times before where that person might say, Hey, like this clinic was awesome. I wasn't able to go there because of my insurance, but you should try to see if you can go there because that would be awesome. If you get there, get your care there. And so that's really the end experience that we're trying to provide, which is like, it's not just, it's not just like clock, in, clock out. You know can I see you? Can I not check the box? You have insurance. That's such a, it's just, it's not a, a valuable relationship to me with a patient. And I want to, I want to have a relationship with the patient and not just a transactional relationship where they come in, they check in, they hand me their credit card. I check them in. I don't say anything like, I want to know like about these people. Like we, like we have our front desk is funny. Cause like in our Bellevue location, we'll get five star reviews and NPS scores that are 10 out of 10, just because of our front desk. They'll say, man, Gabe is so nice and friendly when I come in. It's always easy to schedule with him. He's always happy. He remembers what I did the past weekend. It's like all of those things also set the therapist up for so much success because that person is so happy to be in your clinic. And the fact that when they come in, they can tell that other people enjoy what they do and they're really good at what they do. They know they're in the right place. And so they're going to stay there and they're going to continue their care. And then they're also like the amount of brothers and sisters and like the, I'm treating so many where I'm treating mom, dad, both kids, grandma, I'm treating five people from one family just yeah, think because about of that. that. Think, think about how huge that is, right? Yeah. Cause if you're, if you're spending your money to invest and you're looking at cost of acquisition, if I like, let's say my cost of acquisition is 200 bucks and I pay Google ads and I bring someone in for 200 bucks. Well, if I can get that person to send me four other people, now I've reduced it by a factor of five, and now my advertising is basically free. So, if, if I can get everyone, and I can just decrease that, like decreasing your customer, uh, your cost of acquisition by half, is insane. Because like those are the two levers we try to pull within high def. We try to pull cost of acquisition. How do we get it lower? So how do we get people? to be net promoters. That's why we take NPS scores. If you're not taking NPS scores, you're losing out big time. Net promoter you score. People... You said it
0: real quick. NPS is yep. net promoter score. Keep going.
1: Yep. Net, net promoter score. Because if you're not taking that, you don't know how people feel about your business. And you want people to become evangelical about your business. And you know, I talked to my business partner about this. He's not a PT. He's a business guy. He said, you know what I realized is like all these people we talk to, PTs that own successful businesses, they're kind of the guru, you know. They're like they have this guru personality. Not that you need to be a guru, but you are the expert as the physical therapist. But you also need to be able to deliver that care in a way that you know gets people to send you their friends and family because that's a lot cheaper than paying two hundred dollars a lead. I would way rather have uh, you know cheaper leads. Obviously, free leads is is the best thing ever. And then the other toggle that we try to pull on is lifetime customer value, and so. That is 100% related to the customer experience. I have people that have seen me now in the past. Like I, I started seeing them a year ago. I've seen them for seven cases because they just keep coming back every single time. Hey, my little, I stubbed my toe. I think I sprained my toe. Hey, I was playing volleyball and my, I strained my shoulder. Some of the cases are three visits. Some of them are four, but every once in a while, it's a 25-visit case. It's 20- and these people are coming back. And so those lifetime customer values are just increased because of the experience that they're getting in, rather than leaving for another clinic, because I'm sure if you're a clinic owner and you're listening to this, you've got a lot of clients that are coming to you and you say, hey, have you ever done PT before? And they go, yeah, I went to the clinic up the road, but I'm looking for a new PT. I didn't have a good experience. Well, where are your current customers at that just saw you for a case? Are they out looking for a new clinic or are they coming back to you and increasing that lifetime customer value? to me, that's the, that's the Holy grail. If you can pull those two toggles where people are staying for a longer time and they're coming back for new cases. And not only that, but they're sending their friends, family, and loved ones, then you have a can't lose business. Like literally you cannot lose in that business because custom cost of acquisition is so low and lifetime customer value is so high. You could spend unlimited money on the advertising because you just can't lose in that scenario.
0: So, um, I want to make a couple of points here and follow up on a couple of things you said that are important. First off, let's go back to when Zach said he won't leave anybody hanging. I like the shepherd um, thing. I, you know, I did that. Also, I, I had an obligation to someone who called me, and they weren't looking for a pair of shoes I didn't carry. They were looking for a return to some kind of health right? That they didn't currently have. And I was like, wow, that's a big burden. So if I can't accommodate them, I owe them at least a suggestion. Would you like this? And then if so, then I owed them that. And I, the one sticky note that was on my monitor for the whole year was the number of two clinics I would refer people to, right? And that thing never moved. And I would even go one step further because I'd been in my city for so long some of the people I go, look, you call this place. If you have any trouble getting in, call me back. I'm going to get you on the schedule. I literally did that. Now, by the way, dude, how many times that happened in a year? Five times. But the fact that someone's hearing that, right? And I did it out of, out of an obligation as a physical therapist in healthcare to move people along in their journey to get them to the right place. So um, by the way, Zach does this. I know of maybe I've been around 30 years, I know maybe four other clinics, so I can count on one hand of people doing this, I would recommend everybody does this. And as everybody knows, I do secret callers. So don't bullshit me, because I've (laughs) called, I've called almost every state now, I haven't called every state, but I've done so many calls, nobody ever once, who hasn't scheduled me, offered me that zero, zero people. So number one, I want to put that out there and because that is something to be commended and that is something for anybody listening to this, that has to be built into the front end system. That if we get here, we do this and boom, we move on. And by the way, then, right, following up with those people, right, seven days later, did you get scheduled? And by the way, I'm not calling to say, did you get scheduled? Because I want to schedule you here. I'm calling to say, did you get scheduled? You getting taken care of? Cool. Click. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Let me know if you need anything from us, right? Be well. And that was it. So I want everybody to really grab onto that and start doing that. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, you mentioned um, NPS. So serving, right? Surveying people, which a lot of people don't do, which you guys have probably run into, um, which is really important and you must. And what's cool about the NPS is it's one question, right? based on your experience. It says experience, I think literally in the name, in the sentence, based on your experience with us, how likely are you to refer a friend or family member? And then you give a one to a 10 scale. And then there's some math to be done. And by the way, anybody looking for it, you can go online with a Excel spreadsheet and reading about what the NPS says. You can create a sheet today to start surveying people. So there is no investment. There is no company. Um, but go in and read the value of doing this and how to do the math. And then the lifetime value. I love you said customer acquisition costs. I honestly don't think I've heard more than about one or two other clinics ever talk about that. I look at that, by the way, your example you gave of a family of five. I count the $200 to the first one and I just consider everybody else zero, right? Because they keep coming and then it makes the lifetime value look bigger. I love the fact you do, you spread it out. But yeah, I liked... um, and if we start if we start thinking of that, right, if we start getting away, away from, and here's the other thing Zach said, I want to make sure you all heard, right? It wasn't I get five people in all for 25 visits. Did everybody hear that? Because I heard it, right? He gets return people. Maybe they need three. Maybe they need two. Someone else comes back. Maybe they need 20. So it's not about the visits, it's about being a resource and taking care of people and getting away from this fucking visit mentality in a, in a, what am I getting per visit mentality? You know, you haven't heard Zach mention any of that in what, in about over 20 minutes now. And this is right. Because if we create the experience, the visits end up taking care of themselves because you got one person, right? It's not, oh, I need I need one person in for 10 visits. How about how about instead of saying I need 10 people in for 10 visits, how about getting right? Because you treated people so well, you get a three people in for right for God knows how many visits, right? And then the acquisition cost is down, all of it's down. And yet, by the way, I'd argue, right? Three people versus having to manage 10 people, right? Then we have that upside. So
1: yeah, I just and want to get on
0: Because you said so many good things. I want to make sure everybody hears all that.
1: Yeah, no, of course. You know what actually happens with those visit counts and all that stuff is when you provide the customer service and you're not thinking about that, and you're not operating from a position of scarcity, then what happens is those people just end up staying. And almost to the fact that like you have to peel them off of you where like I'm going to get in trouble for like some borderline billing insurance for some stuff that I should be billing for because you like being here so much that it's hard to get you out of our clinic. And that's like a good problem to have, right? It's, it's a tough conversation as a physical therapist to say like, hey, look, like, congratulations, you're done, but you can no longer use your insurance to do what you're doing here. But at the same time, like that's that's kind of more of the problem that we run into. And of course, you're always going to get the people that come in. They come in for one visit or two visits. They figure out that this is not for them. We had someone the other day. You know, we have one of our clinics is out of across the gym. He came in, did his evaluation, left, gave us a low MPS score, called, and he said, "Hey, I actually really just like doing my PT within a hospital." I said, "Perfect. We're not the right clinic for you." It's it's interesting because we had set the expectation up front, like we're inside of across the gym. It's five thousand square foot gym. There's music going on. Like we send out an email prior to people coming in, and it has everything. It even says we're at a park, like, Hey, there's street parking up front. If not, there's a diamond parking lot on the corner. It costs you, it'll cost you about $4 for the hour that you're going to be here. Please plan for that. Sometimes there's parking on the street. Most of the time, sometimes there's not. So please leave five minutes. We're inside of a, un, an unmarked building. Here's a picture of the front, by the way, it's a, it's a big wood door. We send up this whole email and it's a sequence of texts and emails to make sure that they get to the clinic. They know where they're going they connected, like the next step we're going to start adding in is, is sending a picture of your therapist. Hey, here's a picture of your therapist. This is who you're looking for inside because all of that expectation is important. It helps to reduce those one to two visit drop-offs. And, and then once once they come in and they know they're in the right place, this is where I tell our therapists, you basically have three visits to hook your your patient and get them to understand or get them to believe in you that you are the person that's going to be able to help them. Because as we know, you know, the average person is going to drop off between visit three and visit four. If they're going to self-discharge, they're going to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's you know, rare that sometimes someone comes in for an and doesn't come back. If that happens, they probably really want to fit. Or sometimes just something comes up in life and they're like, hey, I actually can't commit the time to coming in for these visits. Um, but otherwise you, you have those first three visits to set that experience. And if you can really set that experience and then continue to deliver on what you say you're going to deliver, when you set the expectations, you will have a customer for life and you won't be going through this constant churn. Your churn will be so low that you don't have to continuously run ads. And these are like, uh, you know, I've talked to other business owners that own clinics they are like, I haven't done marketing for this clinic in five, 10 years. And it's just still full but it's because what i see the level of service that you're providing is cuz you don't need that many new patients cuz the patients you got back 5 years ago are coming back for more and once you have this like terminal velocity or this like this mass of patients that can just continue to refeed your clinic then the marketing spend becomes a lot lower and the only time you need to really invest a ton is in growth but then, you know, also, you know, obviously keeping your, your referral relationships is still super important. And that's also part of the customer experience, because like for us, most of the doctors that we talk to who are sending us patients, um, the therapist, the, the patient isn't going in and saying, yeah, they did this really nice massage on my tendon here. And then, you know, they did some strength. They aren't telling them any of that. They're saying, hey, I went to the clinic. My, I love my PT. He's super nice. Uh, I, it's enjoyable time. I've been getting a lot out of it. I feel like I'm getting better. Awesome. That, that doctor hears that experience and says, I want more of my patients to have that experience inside of this clinic. So I'm going to send all my patients here.
0: Yes, sir. All right. I want to go back to something you said. I want people to hear what I think they can, like the mindset shift for like tomorrow. And that is that, right? You got three visits, three plus, you say three plus, the, well, three to four. Right, so three to four total
1: I think they, visits. Right? Well, I think I think that the average person that self discharges drops off between visit three and four. Meaning, yeah, right. they come to three, oh, right. they have them, they have number four scheduled. They either cancel and never schedule again, or they no show four if they're going to self discharge.
0: Yeah, because I agree with you. So, what I want people to take away and think think about is is this conversation that Zach said he has with his employees around, look, you you got three visits to do right. And, and I like this a lot for multiple reasons. PTs try to cram way too much in the first hour. And in trying to cram what I should say first visit, however long it is, doesn't matter. We fill the fucking time slot is what I've learned. Um, is, but that gives Zach's, right? So a PT working at high def is not thinking I got to do everything. I got to finish it all today. Right. Right. I got to, I got to, yeah, there are some boxes to check. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have to, I don't have to hook it all today. Right. I have to make sure they understand why they should come back for the next visit. And then that opportunity to continue to build and that opportunity to continue to build. And I really like this mindset because I agree with you. Around this is everybody feels safe while well, they scheduled out. I'm like, cool. Let me know when, right? Let me know when you get to visit four. Um, yeah, because well, you know what I like people too, though, so- foot. I don't like people. Real quick, I don't like people. To, yeah, yeah. You know what a lot of people do after the evals, they take their foot off the gas, dude. And that's why people disappear after three. Because yeah. cool, I got them through the eval. I got agreement. I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep your foot on the gas, right? So that that's what I'm going to finish with is this mindset makes pts continue to keep their foot on the gas to continue to deliver value until it's like by the way it's just like a first date wow what a great first date we scheduled another one right and then you're like and then they no-showed and i'm like yeah nice work
1: yeah go on yeah well so this and this is what gets misinterpreted by pts because sometimes i say you gotta deliver you got to exchange in as much abundance to the first three visits as you possibly can and to them that means I need to give them as many exercises I as I, I possibly yeah, I can. There. all the treatment, <laughs> the exercise. And I and I need to get them under a squat rack on the first day. I'm gonna have a back. I'm gonna have a back squat on the very first day. It's like no exchange in abundance means listen to them, let them ask questions, deliver them some answers that that you think create agreement, uh, create connection figure out something that you guys have in common that links you two together. Like those are the components of a first visit and then deliver on your expectations. If you tell them that you're going to give them a home exercise program in their first visit and you build it out and you don't send it to them and they have to call back and say, Hey, where's my exercise program? Where's this? Where's that? That's not a good experience in the first thing. So, so I have our therapist, Hey, build out the exercise program before they leave. This is more important. Now you've got this, hey, download the app. Make sure you can get in. This is experience, right? Like so that they don't go home and they, they have frustration logging in. Our front desk will help people physically take their phone and help them get yeah, into awesome. the app for the exercises. Awesome. Because if someone, go, if someone goes home and they can't get into the app, they're going to be angry. Exactly right. Yeah. Who are they going yeah. yeah. who, to be mad at? They're going to be mad that, hey, this clinic gave me this app. It doesn't work. They, they don't even know what they're doing. Like that's that's the kind of thing. That yeah, I'm right. Gonna that's gonna minute. that's, that's
0: like, gonna kill the deal. It's a, because by the way, you gave them the be, you gave them the perfect three exercises, and then they never got them right <laughs> through the. Yeah. By the way, you did <laughs> exactly. give them the them perfect three exercises. Thank you, but they never got them. Yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, and they're gone. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So now, if it's like, hey, here are the three I want you to start with. Next time, I want to get into a couple more things. And so. give give them like it's like telling a story you don't tell everyone like this i I heard this yesterday the scariest movie they never reveal the 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 monster they never show you the monster right you gotta yeah the scariest shit i've ever
0: seen or read i'm (laughs) reading and i get to the last page i'm like
1: what happened yeah yeah where's the monster yeah it's not that you need to withhold it though it doesn't it doesn't mean i need to string this person along that's true Mm -hmm. i'm i'm because I actually, I actually read a bad review recently of a clinic that I used to work for. And it said, it seemed like the therapist was just withholding stuff. So he could get me to come back. That's oh, not, that's not what we're talking dude. about here. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Cause he was like, it sounds like they just want to get more money out of me because they won't give me all of it up front. I want to exchange, feel like I'm exchanging in abundance, but I tell them, Hey, why am I, why am I not giving you this next level of exercise? Or just tell them, what are we looking forward to? Like ACL post-op rehab. It's like 101. It's like, "Hey, this first 4 weeks is going to be really boring, but guess what? Week 6, 8, 10, 12, we're going to start to get to do squats. Then, you know, once you hit this number, we're going to get to um, we're going to get to start to return to running. I'm painting a picture of where this person is going in their plan of care and what they get to look forward to because if someone leaves your clinic and they have no idea what what the benefit of them coming next is, they think they've got all of the answers and they don't need to come back and see you. And this oh, you happens drop all the time off again. Me.
0: Right. And by the way, yeah. this is, the, and this is a three to four thing too. It's not people quitting going, I didn't get what I needed. It could be, I got everything right. And from what I can take that, that was going to be it. So there's questions and they're like, yeah, I'm good.
1: Because yeah. you, right, and, and, and you it, didn't it,
0: paint the picture and you didn't talk about the next step in the journey. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And just like, Just like you did, you know, like you said, you you took the first patient phone call for you know years. I did. I did the same thing when I first started high def. I was taking every patient phone call. But still, what I do to this day is I like to call the people who dropped off, and I like to figure out what happened. Yeah, dude. And there's like probably
0: I called. I called, and I heard you already say this. I called the low MPS (laughs) scores. I called the drop offs. I wanted to know, man. You know, and it even got to the point where I had to set up a script for that because everybody was like freak. Like I was just trying to put them back on the schedule. And I started the conversation. Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm the owner. I'm not trying to get you rescheduled. The literally was how I had to start. Otherwise people
1: were just going to shut down.
0: I go, I just want to learn a little bit. You know, I just have a couple questions for you to try to learn
1: a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is like, I'd say over half of the people that drop off are like, my pain's basically kind of pretty much gone. And, I figured I was good. I'm like, you figured you were good. Like, what what do you mean? Like your PT didn't tell you like, when are you like, what is the discharge criteria? Like, where are we going from day one? Like, what are we trying to get you to? Because in my mind as a physical therapist, and whether you agree with this or disagree, once your pain is gone, I think you're probably 70% of the way back to where I want to take you. Because I think pain is a threshold. And if you're if your pain is here, at, you know, like at an eight and then you get it down to a two and that's acceptable or, or like the threshold for pain is like, as soon as you go lift another, you know, like you pick up your lawnmower out of your garage, your pain's coming back. Like we haven't successfully discharged that right. person. Right. And then also, by the way, that person's going to go and lift that that lawnmower with no uh, expectation that, that that's going go to right? Yeah. back. Exactly. And then also he's not going to come back to you because he's going to go, Oh, I guess that PT couldn't fix me because you didn't set the expectation of where that person needs to go. Hey, I know you're out of pain, but this is where I want to go. I want to get your back so strong and resilient that when you go to pick your kid up, you're not just going to end up back here in the clinic with me. I want you to get to the point where you don't even have to think about me anymore. And you're not worried. I'm going to be here. When you, if you get injured, I hope to never see you in our clinic again, hope to see outside playing with your kids and playing, you know, playing at the basketball court when I'm playing pickup, but at the same time, we're going to be here if you need us, but I'm setting that expectation of kind of how life goes outside of physical therapy and after discharge, because otherwise what happens is that person might sustain re-injury and say, I guess that PT didn't know how to fix me. And, and that's really not both sides of it, right? They
0: leave too early saying I felt better. And then they say now, now, and then they re injure, and I'm not going back to that place.
1: Yeah, Uh, I want to pile on. Was it good?
0: Yeah, I want to pile on to what you said because when I called back, those drop offs, everything could be tied back to one word. You said it It could be tied back to one word. Expectations dot 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 were not set, and everybody I was started with. Well, I was feeling pretty good, and I really didn't know what was going to happen next. It all went like that, dude. Every fucking drop off. So back to your point, yep. it wasn't managed properly. It wasn't the conversation. Yep. And that's,
1: there. and also sometimes we just don't set the expectations well enough. Like this guy who came into the gym and wants to do his, his rehab in the hospital. I mean, he looked at, I'm sure he looked at Google, like looked at the pictures. Like obviously we didn't set the expectation good enough in the beginning to say, this is what to expect when you come into our clinic because he discharged after one visit and wanted to go to a hospital. That's an interesting scenario, but still like you have to take the ownership onto yourself and say, we must have not done something that told this person the experience. Cause that's a very like easy thing to figure out. Like you're either in a hospital or you're not in a hospital. You know what I compare that
0: to writing a bad review, because I thought I was at a Mexican restaurant, even though they ate their whole dinner and it was like (laughs) Italian food. Right. I mean, it's the same. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Well, okay. Right. Yeah, and it's a confusing experience, but at the same time, I still try to take every single one of those experiences, yeah, and figure out where point. we could go and 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 also the value of that MPS score is like we had a we had a guy in our Bellevue clinic the other day. He wrote a he gave us like a maybe a five or a six. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a bad one, but it was like a middle middle of the ground. Yeah, and for the us, middle, we're used to not, the
0: non non. Yeah. It's like the non version, right?
1: Yeah, which I actually appreciate more because it tells me you put some time into it because you're not a 10 or a one. And then, you know, like, but we're used to nines and tens. So for us, a five or a six is a low score. But he gave some great feedback. He said, hey, I'm in the, I'm in the clinic. It's a little too busy for me. There's a lot of people in here. I, I liked it better because he had, he had been in our clinic at a couple of times where there wasn't as many therapists treating. So guess what we did? We took all that feedback. And when he came in the next visit, we said, hey, we love your feedback. Here are the times where there's only two therapists in the clinic. These are the best times for you to schedule your appointments so that you won't be as busy. Here's like some other expectations. You know, he, he talked about a couple other things that were very easy, right? Like, Hey, I'd rather do my manual therapy inside of a room rather than out in the gym. Perfect. That's a, that's an easy switch. People give you what they want. They tell you what they need. And then all you got to do is deliver on that and you can just continue to make your business better and better over time.
0: So real quick, again, I want to make a point here. So Zach, it's talking about being proactive with the MPSs. They're not sent out
1: after discharge,
0: right? That's a no, patient. Uh, when do you send them out? Visit what?
1: 1, 3, uh, 10, and post-discharge. Yeah. And so I think we, it, it'll actually be every 10, after 10. Like if someone's there for a while, I'll keep on sending them. Yeah, we we and did, and, and the great we thing is three, we see so, yeah. yeah, we see yeah. so many that go from like an eight, and then we do something like, Hey, this person's an 8 Let's win them over nine. Oh, perfect. Let's get them to a 10. Let's get them to a 10, do something overboard, text them on their birthday. You know, like yeah, just right. like those simple well, little things. And this is beautiful. So I want everybody to hear this.
0: If you send them out and you get a five or six, it gives you, so Zach just described what we call the save, right? I mean, it gave you the opportunity to step in and, and address the feedback and create the experience. Zach gave perfect objective stuff and change it. And right. And then we used to take the last score, right? So if they left after three and left us a three, we got a three, but if they gave us a three and then at discharge, they gave us a 10, we took the 10, right? Like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So th- this NPS score for people who hadn't heard about it, maybe or are thinking about it. It is a proactive tool. It's not a, and by the way, I'll tell you the places that drive me crazy. And I'm going to say this out loud and it tends to be the more old schooled clinics is they'll send one out at discharge. And then they tout their hundred percent MPS score. I'm like, did you yeah. send one to all the fucking drop-offs and your 40% drop-offs? So yeah. just keep that in mind. Right. I mean, we get what we and measure. So back to your point, if we know we got a five, yeah. we got an opportunity here. We'll take the five if they drop us, but we got an opportunity. Again, you said you take ownership of all this, which is awesome. So
1: we have an opportunity you- to change this. And you have to send them out and you have to send them out to everyone. And it hurts when you get a low score and you get oh, a zero, dude. it hurts. It's the hard not to, when especially a as a business owner. With
0: No, no, dude. I'd just be sitting there going, Oh, tell me why. Right. And then call them I call him and nobody answers. answer. I'm like, no, you can't do this to me. Right.
1: That's what hurt. I know. It, it literally kills us. We got We got a, uh, we got a low score one time and <laughs> get this. This is just a funny story. We were like all worked up about it. No, no, no. The patient is currently being seen by the therapist. We talked to the therapist, dude, you got a zero. He goes, that's impossible. She likes me so much. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She gave you a zero. We figure out we had the wrong phone number in her case. Some... Some a-hole just filled out a zero out of 10 MPS score because they got the random. No, because they like
0: the wrong, yeah, it was just some random
1: freaking person. It was just some random dude just pissed that we he was getting all the appointment reminders for (laughs) this physical therapy click they didn't want to go to, which is hilarious. But at the same time, we get them, we get them all the time, zero out of ten, nothing. And we got to call and talk to this person and and ask like what are these questions? Because it it, as much as it hurts, like it feels better to fix the problems that are, are there and evident. And so like, I've gotten over it. I'm like, listen, you can give me a zero to 10. I have to react the same way. I don't get too high when you give me the tens. I don't get too high when you give me the zero or too low when you give me the zeros. I just need to use it as yeah, a just, system yeah, to make dude. my, I my business better.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I've got to be proactive. Just, and that's the way everybody should look at this, right? And I think that's a huge takeaway from this whole conversation we're having is everything is so proactive, right? By the way, someone doesn't schedule. Where, where'd we start with? you get them to the next, right? You get them to the next step in their journey, right? You send yep. out a survey. You don't send it at the end when we're done. You send it in the middle to make sure you're doing okay and be proactive, right? So, that's- And we like
1: to catch things as early as possible. Like, like I said, we send it after the first eval because if something was wrong after the first eval, we need to catch that and immediately make it better so that person has a good experience for the rest of the time. It's, it's tough to come back from that save is tough like, cause people remember the first thing and the last thing. So it's really hard to, to turn that person around, but once you turn that person around and you can get them to enjoy it on the last piece, you've saved it. And they'll forget about that first. Oh man. they'll laugh about it. Remember that horrible first visit I had and you guys fixed everything that, that happened. And the other thing it does that I've found, and this is my last piece on the NPS soapbox. Cause if you're not doing NPS scores, like I don't, I literally don't know what, what you're doing. Uh, it saves you from a lot of bad reviews because most of the time when I've found people give us bad Google reviews and and actually we only have two one-star reviews. We have one four-star review out of our whole company. We have over 200 five-star reviews. Two of the people that gave us bad reviews live in a building next to the gym and are pissed at the noise inside the gym. So we've essentially caught every single bad review using the MPS score because people just want an outlet to be heard that they didn't like their experience. If they Great have point. some option, because a Google a Google review, the only reason somebody's taking a Google review is because they want the owner to know that they're dissatisfied with their experience. Most people would rather do that in private, but people will resort to public shaming You're because right. they want you to you know nobody, that, they, right. that yep. they, awesome. could, they didn't have someone to call, they didn't have a number, so the MPS score catches that, and you have an opportunity to just lay out their grievances and just bash you, which is fine. I can take it. And then I talk to a clinic owner. he does something that we're doing now that we're starting to do. We'll send out a, a longer survey, five questions, asking a little bit more detail on a Google on a Google form. Hey, tell us a little bit more about your experience so that we can make our clinic a better like we can make our clinic better for people like you to have a better experience. And people will people are going to fill it out. They give you more information that's an outlet. It's like writing is just letting out all of this bad experience. And it's funny because like, like you said, most of the time when I call these people that leave a low MPS score and they leave a one, a two, a zero, and I talk to them and we talk for a long time and I just am empathetic about their bad experience or like something that they didn't like. Usually they're like, "Ah, you know, actually it was, and they'll they'll start backtracking and say, you know, actually now that I think about it, it wasn't that bad. Like and it was I'll, all I'll the conversation,
0: them, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It I'll, was I'll, that I'll, bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll try with another therapist. Like they it, they just appreciate being heard and known. And then like, there's zero goes to like a seven after that phone call because they're like, hey, like the dude actually called me. It seemed like he actually cared that I had a bad experience and never ever call and get defensive. Just take the beating, even if you. I, like, I've called people back and, and they just are like, they don't want to hear it. I'm never going to go down this road. Cause you are never going to win with that person trying to convince them that they didn't have a bad experience. Like, Oh, come on. Wait, like, it was like, we have five star review. How are you any different? Like, it's like, that's, that's never going to win that person over. So never try to go down that road of like trying to argue with that person. If you're just empathetic, you say, Hey, I hear you. I'm sorry you had a bad experience. Uh, this it's unacceptable our company strives to do better. You know, we really only strive for five star 10 out of 10 reviews. Um, And so, you know, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate the time that you spent on this phone call talking to me. This makes our business better. It helps other customers in the future. If you'd like to come back to physical therapy, I'd love to be able to treat you for a free visit. I always offer them another, the next visit is on me. I'm, and I, and I'll say uh, it's not free. I'll pay for your next visit because I feel so bad. Or we, we just had someone that had a bad evaluation I paid for their visit. I said, hey, I'm actually gonna just pay for that visit because it wasn't that great with you. I'm gonna get you with a different therapist, but I'm gonna pay for that so you don't have to pay for that visit. Did that come through the too? Yeah. And it and it rubs salt in the wounds, right? If someone's got it, and, and this is also why I like collecting up front too. We collect all the yeah, money right, up front. Right,
0: right, right. I mean, this is a perfect example of being proactive, right?
1: Yep. And imagine imagine someone comes in three visits, they had a bad experience through all three of those and then you they just left you a bad MPS score and then they go to their mailbox and they open up their mailbox and there's a bill in there for $600. Yeah, exactly, and they go, right
0: dude. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and now they're really going to just destroy you on every single platform they have a chance to destroy you on. And, and because I would too. If 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 you're like, man, I hated that experience and now they they didn't answer any of my responses. And then all of a sudden I get a bill. For and I, money got, and I got my EOB
0: a, that says I
1: owe a balance. Yeah. It's just a horrible experience altogether. All and, and it could just so easily be avoided if you just do this upfront and set the expectations and, and, and do it proactively.
0: Cool. All right. I think we're going to wrap up. I'm going to just finish with a couple of things. So, you know, it's it's cool because whoever is sitting through this and has ever taken this to heart, and by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, what Zach has described, right, and I'm not going to throw Zach under the bus, but what Zach has described is how to run a successful business. Zach didn't describe how to run a successful PT business because the template for a successful business exists and it's understanding your customers and it's managing expectations, setting expectations, delivering service, um, delivering the actual product, which would be the skills and everything like that. And Zach has just walked you through that whole thing. So I would argue with you at the end of this roughly 50 minutes that if you go out, and re-listen to this and just think about the way you're currently managing your people, your clients, your customers, your people who turn into patients, that you'll be successful also. Also, I know you're adding a new space, right? This was part two of this I wanted to throw out there. You're adding a new space, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we're we're adding a new one. It's been growing like crazy. And uh, so we got coming to location. We, we're, so we're at three. We bought a clinic last year. So four and then going to five. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been exciting. It's a lot of work. It's fun, but this is what I live for. I love, and and it's just more awesome. opportunities to, to impact people, give people a good customer experience and, and, uh, and that's what it's about.
0: So what you just heard is that, right. That The way Zach started is the way he continues to work, which has led to three, four, five, now five offices. So, right. Zach understood early on that there was more than just the clinical side. Right, and started implementing all that work, and magically, guess what happened? He's growing. So um, that's where I want to finish with, and that's a big take home. Yeah. So, right. So it's about action. I- it's about implementation. It's about doing. It's about right putting the system in place. It goes cool. We're going to measure this at visit one. All the low scores, we call back. Right. It's that simple. There is no yep. fucking argument. Yep. There's no who, what, when, where. Yep. This, is what this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. You hire great clinicians, clinical people right? DPTs who can deliver the service also, right? And then you have the people in place to manage, right? Like the backend stuff, right? And just collecting, making so, sure you're collecting the surveys and everything.
1: The last thing I'll say, just, just to wrap up too, is like this stuff impacts so much more than you think it impacts. Because when, when you're like, the, the reason why growth has been like relatively easier for us and we've been blessed and like we have literally physical we have four physical therapists right now that want to join our company we don't have a space for And most oh clinics that's right a, now, dude oh I'm,
0: wait hold yeah. up back yeah. up back up i want people <laughs> to hear this no this this is the shit people need to hear so yeah. zach is right implementing right managing a business running a great business that happens to have physical therapists delivering quality care he is growing he continues to do the same thing and deliver this great service. And he's solving one of the biggest problems in physical therapy today. He's got four people waiting to come to work for him.
1: And I, don't, and I don't say that to brag. And well, I, I do. I do. What the fuck? Who else, has, <laughs> who else
0: has four people? And I'm serious and so own this. And because I've I've, I've run across a couple clinics and they're far and few between, right? we got the clinics who can't find anybody. And then I got clinics with people calling. There's a reason they're calling. They see, right? They see that this is a good place to work. They see that this is different. They hear it's different, right? This is key.
1: They read our our social media and they see- They see your reviews, but they see the reviews where people are
0: saying about you, all of it, right?
1: Exactly. And patients are, old patients are commenting- on our post saying, I can't believe how awesome you guys are. Everyone should go to high debt. And people do that. Like, and then the clinicians would are having Why someone not such want a, to work there? Yeah, because people are having such a fun time because guess what? Everyone is happy. The patients are happy. When the patients come in happy, the staff is happy, everyone's enjoying and everyone wants to work. And it's just, it's such a better experience that like, and it's not going to be perfect at first. Just go out and implement, like Jerry says, implement this stuff. But iterate. Just keep on trying to get better every day. It's not going to be 100. You're not going to be perfect at this. You're going to have a lot of first phone calls with these people that left you zero MPS scores that are going to be horrible, and they're going to ruin your day. Maybe don't call at 9 a.m. so that the rest of your day is ruined. I called all those people in the afternoon, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because because then my day might be done, right? Like, but right. but now it's like I just as soon as they come in, I call them. Like, I just know I'm not gonna let it ruin my day. That's a different mindset. You got to work on yourself to be able to do that. But but it's so much more fun, Jerry, when you're running a business that's yeah. like this. It's it's like every day. I, hopefully, my energy comes through every day. I wake up and I get excited to go into work because I don't have to manage all this shitty customer experience. This guy's complaining about this. This guy's complaining about this. The 90, and we're talking about low MPS scores. We have like a over 95% company wide all-time MPS score. Like 95% of our reviews are 95, 9 and 10, which is that's how the math works. It's like the math is weird if you haven't done MPS math. It's like the, the math is weird. Well,
0: it's weird, but, but it's a simple formula because I want people to understand it's Google exactly. Net Promoter score, have an Excel spreadsheet yep. open and
1: you can do it yourself, right? Exactly, because you don't just add them up and then divide them. It's like you get you get zeros and ones, whatever. So, but anyway, if you have this customer experience, you're you're the people that are working in your business, including everyone from the front desk to the back end billing office. It makes the billing office's life so much easier if you do all this stuff, and if the billing office and and by the way, the majority of the bad reviews that I read, they're zero because of billing. They say man, got this bill. So that's that's the number one expectation you can set up front. That could be a whole podcast in setting expectations on the price that it's going to cost and then what they get for that. Um, but it just is such a more fun way to run a business. And so like I, I I emphasize, please go out there and just start taking steps towards this because your life will be so much more enjoyable and it helps to elevate our profession of physical therapy.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. At the finisher, yeah, if you want to improve the profession, actually start a business that delivers great clinical care with great service. Because the clinical care, I'm, I said it before, and I'll say it again, is expected. And I've been in this long enough, and I've talked to enough people, and i put myself out there enough, it's expected. They think they're going to get the same result from like five different providers, so why are they
1: going to schedule with you, right? And And what I've heard from you before. And it's, it's so true is, is the opposite is also true. The customer, the, unfortunately the customer experience in medicine is not expected. So it's you way say that easier. again is not, white.
0: <laughs> is, is not not expected. Oh, correct. The good, the good.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 The good, the good experience is not expected. Cause think about how many times you like everyone just doesn't look forward to going to the doctor or the dentist. So think about that. That's not an expectation up front. So if you it's so easy to over deliver on the customer experience, it's so easy to overdeliver because people are not expecting a good experience when they go into a medical clinic. And so that's, that's such an easy win.
0: Dude, I tell people I love this. I know I said we're wrapping up we are. I love putting like a bar, just dropping something on the floor like a pencil and go step over that. And I'm like, you just stepped over the bar for Customer experience in healthcare. I'm like, how difficult can it be? You know, it's gotten to the point. I got to throw this. I got to throw this in there too. So, in my front desk training, it's gotten to the point where setting expectations for some of my clients is to make sure people know. By the way, Zach, we run on time. I ask people all the time. I say, Why are your clients always late? And they give me this whole list of shit. And I'm like, How about the fact that no healthcare providers ever run on time? You guys run on time, they go 100 percent of the time. I said, tell people that. And guess what happens? People start showing up on time. So, right. So part of the change is right, you got to set and manage expectations to the point. Hey, by the way, Zach, we run on time.
1: What? Yeah, we that's run on That's one that we don't do. And i that's one that we don't do. And I'm gonna send out uh, a message right now to all our front desks and say, Hey, by the way, this is part of the of oh, the of of yeah. the situation now i almost I almost said script i know you don't like the word script no, like it's not a script. script right but it's part conversation, of the, it's dude, part conversation conversation it's, it's it's part of the series of expectations that we need to set for sure. yeah
0: and, and if you run on time and by the way zach we run and by the way why do we what do i say after that dude by the way zach we run on time because we value your time yep
1: and That's by and,
0: and and i make it's people God, dude i even roll it into the paperwork so zach Because we respect your time. If you fill out your paperwork, you only have to be here five minutes before your visit. Say it out loud. Because your expert, Dr. Jane Doe, will walk out to greet you at 11 o'clock straight up. So just make sure you're in the office by 1055. And that's saying I respect your time and everything else and I'm not going to tell you to be here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, stuff like that. So the bar is so low, man. They're not expecting it. And because it's so rampant and so widespread you got to tell them what to expect you got to tell them the service is actually better here but tell them how it's better we run on time right here's your cost we'll yep. do this when you arrive hey by the way your hour with your expert dr zach smith is going to be this and zach delivers right and so you you can't again man it's it's not hard to win at this game yeah. zach just, just this just got got to implement and <laughs> fucking commit to it right every fucking day
1: i love it jerry what well, i appreciate what you're doing with the customer experience stuff i, I follow you uh avidly and i've got everyone everyone that i meet business partners uh people that own pre clinics. i'm like yeah. one one thing you got to do is check out jerry Durham, and so i appreciate everything you're doing for for the the pt profession and, and elevating it in the way that you do Thank you. Thank you.
0: And it's great to run across people. And as I told you at the beginning of this, before we hit record, right, I'm, I want people on here implementing and doing, and, and Zach shared with you what, what it is day in and day, by the way, that is day in and day out work. Zach, Zach didn't describe a one-off thing that's day in and day out. And the commitment to the process, by the way, five clinics, by the way, four people, providers waiting, calling, saying, do you have openings? I mean, if those two things aren't proof of process, dude. Yeah. I don't know what is man. That that's why I was like, no, we got to pause here and talk about this. Right. Which, which again is you set up a process, you trust the process and it delivers these outcomes. What growth finances, by the way, some of the outcomes we didn't expect We have a wait list. We have a list of providers who said they want to work for us. When an opening comes, we call them first, right? Blah, 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 blah. So trusting the process, owning the process, delivering the process, and then letting the outcomes fall into place. And you're like, wow, even better outcomes than I thought. Cheers to you, my man. And it's high def physical therapy in where? What, where, What cities?
1: See, mostly Seattle, greater Seattle area, Seattle, Bellevue, Renton, Covington, and then we got, we got our lone pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh, there you go. So there you go, dude. Awesome. Yeah. All right.
0: Thanks for coming on and sharing your experience with all this dude. I love it.
1: Yeah. I appreciate you.